Thanks for joining us at Two Age Sojourner for a further discussion about either theology or technical stuff related to theology. But uh, I don't know where I'm going to put this exactly, either Thursday or Tuesday, uh, but more to come. Andre, how's it going? I'm doing all right, man. <laughs> I I want to think about Christmas. Uh, I was I was on a show with Nick, and I'm not sure if that show is going to come uh, before or after this. But basically, we got talking about Christmas, and you know, he his situation is a lot like yours in that he's in mm-hmm. a kind of smaller town, and it tends to be quite conservative and community driven. And you know, Christmas is a great time to just rally around Christmas spirit. You know, the whole deal. And um, and then of course we got we got Wellington, uh, yeah. which I, I, you know Wellington's you know it's bigger and uh, it's not massive, but it's definitely big city vibes and um, it's you know it's it's varied as any big city would be in that you 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 would have little pockets of suburban communities that I suppose mm-hmm. do do mm-hmm. the the Christmas thing, but in general the city it just takes on a different flavor. So it's been an interesting process working with Christmas planning a church in Wellington. But um, and so you have a variety a variety of things to to think about there in terms of you know just just church and missional strategy and that sort of thing, and that can get quite technical. But the, the Christmas, the reason it falls into a technical Tuesday category for me, is uh, it's a wonderful case study for thinking about um some pretty hardcore theology. Um, and uh, theology that's related to a two-age sojourn big time in that it's two kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, you're very much thinking about Christ and culture. And, um, and so what I said to Nick was just to start this out, um, you know, one of, I, I've, over the years, I suppose, developed um, a uh, quite a controversial approach, I suppose, to Christmas, but I think a helpful one, and maybe we can just stress thresh that out in this um, session but uh my, my whole my whole banner is to take the christ out of christmas i think that's what we need to do i think that needs to be a christian approach take the christ out of christmas uh how does that sit with you well no i, I mean I, it doesn't sound right does it no i mean it's it, it it's meant it, to be provocative we, we, yeah exactly so we we don't want to take christ out of anything but at the same time <clears throat> And it sounds counterintuitive because we're always banging on about how Christ is the point of Christmas, you know. Yes. So, um, but in the, in the sense that we have to acknowledge that Christmas as a cultural time of year has been so far removed from anything related to the birth of Christ in the Bible mm. um, and the incarnation that I, it, it is best, in my view, to, to, to create a clear distinction between the two. Mm. Um, so like how, how we roll, you know, I'm sitting in my lounge at the moment and I have an advent calendar with Santa and a reindeer next to it Mm -hmm. with, um, you know, a Christmas tree in the corner and all sorts of bunting and other Christmas decorations around, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm quite happy because we, we, uh, embrace both forms of Christmas. You know, we, we celebrate the cultural I mean, it's almost like a Yuletide festival, isn't it? I mean, That's it's right. just like, uh, right. um, we, we, but, but it's part of the culture. It's part of what we do this time of year in the yeah. same way, like Easter bunny, same, same kind of thing. Um, 
you know, it, it's we celebrate what the, what our culture celebrates. I don't think there's anything in uh, and of a Christmas tree or Santa that I find particularly offensive. That mm-hmm. um, as a Christian, I feel like I can't go along with, you know, to some extent. Right. Um, we've never kind of we've never kind of gone the whole hog with Santa, so we never kind of told our kids that he's real and kind of got him got our kids to write him letters and that kind of thing. They get enough of that at school and, and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if they've asked us, is Santa real, we just kind of say, well, what do you think? You know, play along with it without deliberately reinforcing a lie or something. Right, right. Um, but then at the same time, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, the actual worship of Christ and celebrating the incarnation and the birth of Christ, um, you know, we do keep that separate, and we tell the kids that you know, there, that that is actually what our main focus should be, and we do all this other stuff because it's fun to do, but that's not really the most important thing to be focused on at this time of year. So, so okay, now on that point, I, you see, I take it further than that. Okay, uh, <laughs> okay, in that. If you ask the question, and look, you know, as Christians, the incarnation, wow, that's the gospel, right? That's, um, yeah. you know, it doesn't get more central to the reason we're overjoyed in the gospel, uh, the incarnation, death, resurrection package, you know, and, and, and we're not yeah. ever celebrating just the incarnation with our view to what that meant via the cross yeah. and ascension. So, you know, again, I'm sort of, I get a little bit wary when people think about, you know, baby Jesus, you know, and just baby yeah, Jesus, and yeah. and the whole the only reason that's amazing that we have baby Jesus is because of the incarnation and because of what that meant in terms of the active and passive substitutionary uh, uh, work of Christ. You know, but um, anyway, yeah. so so just thinking about how how do we celebrate the incarnation of Jesus? You know, there we look to the Word, and I only see one thing. And that's go to church, mm-hmm. you know, you're the word, yeah. uh, you're the gospel, participate yeah. in the sacraments. That's every Lord's day. We're, you know, that's, there's no distinct date given there. Even if there, even if we were able to track, there's a lot, often a lot of big debate around when was Jesus born? When was Jesus born? Well, it's almost like, even if we find out when he was born exactly, uh, I would feel very, <laughs> we, we cannot bind the conscience of, of, of this, of the church to another date that God himself has not bound us to it's the no. lord's day every single it wouldn't, time it would it would make no difference whatsoever right totally yeah. so at it, christmas it's not time, like that day would become a holy date exactly in the calendar. that's right so now with that in mind all right now look yeah. i want to start off with the extremes and we'll come back to the middle and get more nuanced and, and chilled but but just to kind of bring this out at a more provocative level um, you know, okay, so Christmas rolls around. Yeah, we have the 25th of December or whatever, sort of the 12 days yeah. of Christmas. Um, you know, if I look to the Word and I'm asking how I celebrate Jesus, I'm seeing nothing about that time that I need to. And yet, if there's a Sunday during that time, I go to church and I celebrate, you know, the Lord as I would in any other day, any other Sunday. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and but in terms of, you know, any sort of, you know, shopping mall experience or you know i don't know i'm i'm not asking my kids to go to the shops see the see the um you know presence see santa and really just think about jesus though you know um and, oh, yeah, yeah. And, do you know yeah. what i mean like or, or <laughs> hey you know when we're getting we've got a christmas tree whenever you see the christmas tree just remember baby jesus you know <laughs> it's just like yeah you know yeah. like this is actually the true sacrament on christmas day to actually remember the true reality which is not so much the incarnation death resurrection but rather baby jesus 
you know, and, um, yeah. and yeah. it's better to give than receive essentially is what the whole moral comes down to. And that's ultimately what Jesus was about, you know, under this view. And it just makes me, it makes me nervous. It's like you look, I, I understand that some very mature Christians can handle that stuff, but you know, for yeah. someone just coming into the faith, that's very, very confusing. And for the world, you know, looking in on Christianity, they're essentially, if we're giving way to that stuff, they're, they're, um, they're, they're getting the wrong message. You know, we're, yeah. we're showing them the wrong message, but then you have the other side of it. <laughs> Which is that people react and go, oh well, there's nothing in, um, you know, there's nothing in the Bible about Christmas. There's nothing in about Christmas trees. Da, 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 and you know, no kidding. But then what they do is they banish all Christmas trees and you know, and keep yeah. their kids yep. from from uh, you know entering into any of the cultural experience. And to that, and this is where I think it intersects with the two age thing because we, yeah. you know, insofar as that we're we have one foot in heaven, we're two age sojourners. We're we're moving um, as a pilgrim people through this world. You know, we're getting all our religious cues from the Bible. You know, so we're we're celebrating Christmas in the way that God. Oh, sorry, not Christmas. Celebrating the gospel in the way that God t- tells us to, which has almost nothing, absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. And yeah. th- and then as people in the world, uh, we we have to acknowledge that. You know, it's okay. It's okay to have common grace activities and relations with the world, and as long as those yeah. things are not evil and you know sinful, and you know that that's where the line gets drawn. But in terms of a cultural experience where everyone's kind of happy and you know goodwill toward all men, yeah. and you know for for the reason of this made up figure called Santa Claus, and you know whatever, that's cool. If that's their jam, you know I'm into it. And um, and you know in terms of I suppose then what you what you end up doing is asking the question, you know, where where do we need to draw the line with with the cultural experience, you know, which is kind of what you were hinting yeah. at there with lying to your kids, kind of thing. Um, yeah, you know, because it's all it's one thing to drink the eggnog, and another thing to sort of you know celebrate in a pagan fashion, uh, you know, around a pagan festival uh, in pagan ways, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. are we worshiping idols? You know, right? And it raises the question, doesn't it? Um, because a lot of the stuff that's connected, like the Christmas tree, does have its roots in yes in paganism. Yeah, and I think that's without question. You know, people debate on that. I don't know. It's just a, it's a fairly obvious. Point. No, it's yeah. it's Yuletide. It's Yuletide. Yeah. and and it, it, it was a you know the same with the Easter bunny. It all comes from like you know paganism stuff. But yeah. Um, uh, but just because it has its origins in something like that mm-hmm. doesn't mean necessarily that um, that's what's happening today or that just because it has its origins in something that therefore Christians shouldn't touch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, we're just very practically, the, all of the days of the week are named after God. Saxon gods and Norse <laughs> yeah, gods. So right. like, you know, if we were being totally consistent, we wouldn't be able to use these days of the week. You mm. know, uh, mm. we'd have to come up with our own names. Totally. And obviously that's ridiculous. You mm. know, hopefully we can see that that would be a ridiculous way of just making life very difficult for ourselves for no reason. Mm. Because we're not worshipping Saxon gods or Norse gods by, mm. by you know, using the days of the week that are named after them. Mm-hmm. And so I have the same thing with, with Christmas. I'm happy to go along with all of it, so long as it doesn't um, lead me into you know, actual idol worship, yeah. present day idol worship. And, um, or it's a compromise, a Christian conviction, you know. And so for, 
for me, telling my kids that Santa is real and that they must believe in them, in that kind of thing, and going just the, the whole way um, w makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. But I have absolutely no problem with them talking about Santa and me just kind of giggling to myself on the sidelines because, you know, nobody grows up and says, oh, I would have become a Christian, but my parents told me Santa was real. You know, like it's right. just... Like no, nobody, nobody, we we are able to handle a little bit of fantasy in our lives. It's okay. You know? Yeah. Well, you know what? What I, I think, uh, thankfully, I had this kind of mapped out um, prior to the kids sort of getting to that point. But um, I, you know, I think this. I think I've got a really good strategy, and this is kind of the reason I want to share it. You know, because a, a lot of parents are vexed by that. And um, you know, this is what we've done, and it's worked so well. And I, I would really advocate this. Tell it like it's a fairy tale, you know, like just yeah. um, you, you, you tell your stories about Hansel and Gretel and, you know, whatever other fairy tales out there, you know, Rapunzel and, um, you know, is Rapunzel real, daddy? No, of course not. It's a fairy yeah, exactly. tale, you know. So yeah. you just, it doesn't affect, kids don't care if it's real or not, you know, that's the thing. It's just like, is it awesome? <laughs> is it an awesome story? You know, that's all, that's all they care about, you know? And so when we, we just set out right from the beginning, we're like, all right, cool. Here's the story of Santa and the reindeer. And is it real? Oh no, of course not. It's a fairy tale, but it's awesome. Isn't yeah. it? You know? And, and they're like, oh, they're just completely, it, it just messes not <laughs> to, to, the, yeah. to the childlike mind, whether it's real or not. It's just, you know, is this a cool time to play the Santa game? You know, that's it. And uh, and that way you're getting all of the awesomeness without ever, you know, even giving the indication. You can get very serious. And actually this has happened with, with uh, Karis. You know, she'll be like, all right, so let's talk about Jesus. And then she'll ask in the same way, is, is Jesus real? Now, I, I do think mm. it's a problem that if you've, you know, if you've been setting up stories about Santa and Jesus at the same level, and then eventually <laughs> yeah. down the line, Santa's not real, the Easter Bunny's not real, the Tooth Fairy's not real, uh, is Jesus real? You know, it, it's a fair question for a kid to ask. Whereas if yeah. from the very beginning, you're like, now, you know, I we love fantasy, we love, you know, Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe, we love Lord of the Rings, uh, we love, uh, you know, the, the Aesop's Fables, we, you know, we just love the whole deal. But Jesus is not a myth, and he is not a, a, a you know fairy tale. He's real. This is a different thing, you know. Yeah. And so you just set up that s sense of sobriety from the beginning, even with things that have a almost fairy tale form about them. In that, you know, Jonah and the whale, or whatever it is, you know, you just you set it up with a with a different <laughs> sense of sobriety, and and that I, yeah. I found that that's really helped. And uh, yeah, and it's not like. And then you never have to go through that weird phase where like, oh, I've been deceived by my parents, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is just like, it's, yeah, as you said, it's, I, I haven't yet met anyone that's been severely scarred by that, but, but it's just, well, you know. Well, because to be honest, if you're relying on story time to convince your kids that you believe that Jesus is real, you know, like they should be able to tell from the fact that you're at church every Sunday to go and learn about Jesus, right. that you are talking to them and praying with them, you know, which is not something you ever do with um, the Lime Witch in the Wardrobe or with Santa right. or, you know, with any of the other fairy tales. Yeah. You, you, you're never going to the church of Rumpelstiltskin. So, like, you know, you're never re teaching your children or rebuking them or correcting them or encouraging them right. to live by Christian values um, or, or by the values of fairy tales, you know, so like they should be able to, there should be a weight 
of conviction mm. across the whole of life at home yeah. that is is helping them to see that as well. Mm. But it does, what the story time does is that it, it presents an opportunity to make explicit those things. So just tonight, my son um, asked me, you know, what is the difference between Christianity and all the other religions? Because he's obviously learning about this mm -hmm. at school. Mm. And we could talk about that, you know, the, the one thing is that actually Christianity comes into actual time and space history. Jesus, you know, the incarnation mm. is the one thing that sets Christianity apart. Well, it's not the only thing, but it's it's one of the main things that sets Christianity apart. And yeah. um, and every time you you look at Santa, or and then you read the Bible story, you know, after that, or the Advent story, you can um, you can draw that out. You can say, you know, look, we read you all these stories, but we want you to know that this is the one that's really, really important. This is this is the thing we actually know is true and believe in and put our our faith in. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. I think that it's a good opportunity. But it, it on in and of itself is not going to do anything. Like if mm. they don't mm. see if they don't see the whole weight of conviction in the rest of your life, I don't think story time is going to sort it out. Right. Yeah. And the thing is as well, you know, you just um, you know, when a kid hears a story uh, and it's a great story and it's just, you know, it's a, it's a fairy tale. I mean, it's just crazy to think that they are going to be gutted if they understand that it's a fairy tale. You know what I mean? Like mm. they, they are just like, they're going to be broken up. I mean, of course you got to tell your kid that the fairy tale you've just read them is a fairy tale. Well, why does it all break down on Christmas and this sort of thing and, and Easter Bunny? I mean, it's also just a great fairy tale. Tell it like it's a fairy tale. Yeah. But you know why I think it doesn't? I think because people get, you know, adults get, get meshed. I mean, it, it sort of turns into the syncretistic religious conviction and it just becomes confusing for everyone. And, uh, and they start behaving in ways that are perhaps a little bit different to the way they would if they just understood that it had nothing to do with the religion that they actually hold to, you know, it's yeah. almost like when we don't have that meshed up connection, we obey, we behave a little bit more rationally as we should. Well, have you, have you read Tolkien on his essay on fairy stories? Oh, no, I haven't, but I went to. That really helped me with all this. Yeah. That essay. It was yeah. brilliant. All right. Well, Hey, let's put that on. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to talk some more about Christmas. Um, so keep keep tuned in for for uh, this uh, through the season, and uh, thanks for joining us, bro. We'll we'll uh, close it off here and and come no back worries. to this discussion next. Go check out the website uh, twoagesojourner.com and subscribe. Remember to leave us a review. That'd be good. Not a bad one. Don't leave us a bad one. Leave us an excellent review. No. Say awesome things about us, um, and uh, we'll see you next time.